Press Church. I'm Silas Bosch. We have our e-bulletin available online with links to our Connect form and website. You can access this by opening the camera app on your iPhone or Android device and pointing it at the QR code on your screen. If you are new with us today, we are so glad you have joined us. Please connect with us by going to PressChurch.tv or by snapping the QR code with your device and clicking on the I'm New link. This is not a commitment to anything, but an opportunity for us to support you and thank you for joining us. Woven, our women's weekly Bible study, will be meeting tomorrow, Monday, 7 to 8.30 p.m. at our Powell campus. For more information, please contact Krista Hoffman at cfhoffman at yahoo.com. Each Monday night from 6 to 8.15 p.m., we partner with the Dream Center in Delaware to deliver groceries to families in need. We build relationships with these families and grow in our own faith as we serve others. You can volunteer once or twice a month or even weekly. To find out how you can participate, please contact Pastor Jason at jason.allison at presschurch.tv. If you would like to join Press Church in making a difference in this community, there are four ways you can support us financially. If you are visiting a campus in person, there is a box by the back exit of the worship center where you can drop your support as you leave. If you would prefer to send a check, please send it to 8794 Big Bear Avenue, Powell, Ohio 43065. The easiest way to give is by visiting our website or texting any amount to the number 84321. Let's celebrate everything God has given us and support the community both locally and globally. Now let's prepare to engage what God has for us today. Well, good morning. How are we doing? See, it's, it's funny when it's actually nice out. You guys, you guys are nicer. It's like I actually get some claps and smiles. It's like, hey, it's actually nice outside. Uh, don't worry. It's going to get gross probably again before it gets nice again. So maybe next week I'll get the quiet, right? Anyways, it's so good to be with you guys this morning. If you guys are visiting or if you are visiting with us today, we're so glad to have you. For those of you online and watching, we're so glad to have you as well. Uh, before we dig in too far, I do want to mention, so we had the IF uh, Women's Conference this weekend at, at church. And so for everybody that helped out with that, and uh, especially Chrissy Bontrager, I already mentioned you in the huddle, but I'm going to say it again. Chrissy, let's give applause for Chrissy. Um, the things that she thinks of to make the events go well, I would never think of. So we are, we are very, very glad to have her on the team. And if you were part of the team that helped out uh, in any way, thank you so much. It's, again, these are the type of things it takes a lot of people doing a lot of things to make happen. And for a small church like us, a young church like us, uh, it's really cool to be able to, to do something like that. And I hope everybody here, the women that were able to come, uh, develop some friendships. This is a, for those of you that didn't come or couldn't make it, um, you missed out, so I'm sorry. Um, 
Next time, yes, exactly. Uh, this is, it's good though, Th these are good things uh, to do. Uh, for those of you who may be new and not connected, um, these are great opportunities to meet people, to, to get in community. Um, this is also a time, if, if you're not in a life group, get in a life group. If you're not connected, um, community is so important. And so we wanna make sure that you got people around you because uh, we go through seasons, we go through times in life that it's hard and having people around you is extremely important. So here's a, another wake up call too. If you're not in community, if you're not in a group, if you're not getting connected, you need to get connected. So that's my thing. All right, leverage it. Have we been leveraging it? Have you been leveraging all that you are for God? I'm gonna, I'm gonna remind us, when we say leverage, we're talking about using something to its maximum potential. And we talked about in the last couple of weeks, you know, the idea of surrender. In order, in order to be leveraged, we have to surrender our lives to Christ. Uh, we talked about our past, understanding that we all have a past. We all have things that we came from. How do we renew our minds? How do we see things differently to be able to actually let those things be leveraged for the good of God, for God's glory, for our good, and to impact people around us? So we're going to continue and leverage it this week. And this week we're talking about leveraging your gifts. And so I'm actually just gonna shoot to the video. If you're new with us, every week, the pastors, we get together, we hop in the car, and we talk about the message. So we're gonna talk about leveraging your gifts and what that means. So let's take a look at this video. Sometimes I'm being loving because I know if I'm being loving now, then I'll get something out of it. Right, you'll get something you want Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I can fake loving now because I know I'll benefit. Right. I want to go golfing this weekend. Right. And if if I do that, I have a much better chance of leveraging that so that right. I can play yes. for golf. your own benefit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I will leverage the fact that I bought you yeah. flowers yeah. and took care of the kids yeah. to then bring up the fact that I have a tea time on set. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what? Here's the yeah. problem. We talk about gifts. Well, what are gifts? Yeah. So you get to the basics. Yeah. What what are what are gifts? I mean, we, we yeah. Can, talents, things that I'm good at, natural propensities. But I think we're talking beyond that too. Like, so that's yeah. what we think of as gifts. Like yeah. I'm gifted at yeah. uh, sports. I'm gifted yeah. at music or uh, we think of those as gifts. And I think we're talking about that and beyond like your personality, yeah. your, your, yeah. uh, your, who you are as a person. Right. Yeah. Um, your Seanness. My Seanness. <laughs> <laughs> the essence of Sean. Yeah. Uh, that's my, my next, new, that's my new cologne line. That's, but, oh, is that? Okay, that's my next book shop. title. I'm, 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 <laughs> that'll sell. Are you, exactly. That's, that's, that's my side. I don't know. I spent a lot of time close to you like this, and I don't know if the essence of Sean will be a good cologne. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Don't, 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 don't keep going with that thought. <laughs> well, but, there's the other thing, which is uh, perhaps your gifts are actually things that you might think of that are uh, maybe bad things that you've gone through, mm, but yeah. your experiences and your process of working through them is actually a gift because the end result yeah. is something that you can actually help other people with. Right. Yeah. And right. we don't think of gifts as being those kinds of yeah. things. We right. think in terms of, you know, uh, houses yeah. or money or cars. And, we think right. blessings. We, we blessings. equate oh, yeah, yeah. blessings and gift as the same word. Right. Yeah. And yet there, there is, there is pain can be a gift. Mm -hmm. Well, pain can be a blessing too. Right. <laughs> if we look at the Beatitudes, right? right? Yes. So, blessed are you when you yeah. are persecuted yes. for my sake. Right. Yeah. And and that's, but we don't, I mean, 
that's fine for first century, but <laughs> yeah, we're beyond yeah. that here. Yeah. We're, we're in America now, yeah. you know. There, there's a there's a, a process of us uh, yeah. ch- changing the way we view everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the process of renewing our minds, thinking as Christ thinks, seeing ourselves as Christ sees us, seeing others as Christ sees others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you do that, I think that's that's when you begin to look at everything you are differently. And so this week, yeah. okay, gifts, characteristics, who you are, uh, what do you bring to the table? Um, yeah, what does it look like? to see all of that as a gift to be leveraged mm-hmm. for God. Mm-hmm. To live and die by something is probably the ultimate level of what you believe to be true. Yeah. yeah? Okay. And so uh, if that is capitalism, mm-hmm. then you're going to live and die mm-hmm. by profits, right? right? Making money and living as as if that defines everything. Uh, If it's libertarianism, if you're looking at freedom, then freedom is the ultimate thing. It's the ultimate truth. It's the ultimate truth. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that capitalism is bad. Right. It means what are you doing that in submission to, right? right? So if you're doing it for, like, the maximal good is my happiness or my gain, Mm -hmm. then that is not in submission to Christ. Right. And that's really what it comes down to. What are you doing it in submission to? There is nothing wrong with making money. Right. There's nothing wrong with being really good or talented or right. whatever. Right. Uh, nothing wrong with any of those things. But how are you utilizing those things in obedience, in right. total submission yeah. uh, to Christ? Right. Well, I mean, and ultimately the truth of Scripture and, and the definition of God comes down to love. Mm. Not capital or freedom or you know fill in any of those blanks right and that that to me is where you ask why right why do we do what we do why are we leveraging our abilities or you know it's when it's completely out of love that's when it's connected to and submitted to the way you said that submitted to god yes that changes everything absolutely through the lens of love changes everything yeah. Um, so, Bethany, that was my way of telling you I have a, a tea time this week. Um, and uh, the cologne will be out next week. You can purchase it for twenty nine ninety nine. All proceeds go to Press Church. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we have, uh, we have a tendency to divide the, the spiritual uh, from the material world. We have a tendency to divide these things. Um, for some of us, you know, Sunday mornings uh, may be the only times in the week that you actually come and think about God, or you come and think about something that's, that might be bigger than you, that's beyond you. Um, and I believe that this is a large reason why we don't leverage more of who we are. Because we get out of these spaces, we get into our lives, and then, you know, real life happens. You're dealing with school, you're dealing with work, you're dealing with kids, you're dealing with parents. You're de- like, you got all these things you have to worry about, and now all of a sudden that, that good idea of loving people is like, okay, I mean, that's still kind of in my mind, but uh, we'll, we'll see. And, but, we, but we missed, you know, how we can be used by God throughout the week. We divide that. It's like we're in the material world during the week, and then maybe on Sundays, if we come to church that week, we, oh, yeah, that, that's good. We should, I should do that. 
and we just miss it. We miss how we can be used. I think of the verse uh, in 1 Thessalonians. Some of you may be familiar with this. It says this. It says, to pray without ceasing. You guys familiar with that verse? Pray without ceasing. You ever thought about that? It'd be really dangerous to do that while driving. You know, dear Jesus, okay, uh, don't, don't pray. That's what we think of when we think of prayer, right? You know, bow your head, close your eyes. But there's something about this. There's something about this verse, and there's really an approach here. And the approach is this. is like, how are we allowing God to speak through us throughout the week? How are we in communication with God throughout the week? Are you letting God speak to you? Are you trying to think about spiritual things? Are you trying to think about ways that God can use you in your life throughout the week? It's not just this thing of like, okay, I have to get down on my knees and pray. It's including God in your life. It's including him in everything. And I think we, we miss this. We miss this element because we just get back into our routines. We get back into this stuff. And the, and the question I have for us today is this, is what would change if we included God in everything? What would change if we included God in everything? I know that's, it's probably a weird concept to think of in some, in some ways. Like, what does that even look like, including God in everything? I can't, I can't see him. I can't touch him. How, how do I include him? And I think it goes back to that verse somewhat, is this, this pray without ceasing, this idea of allowing God to be in the every day, in the every minute, the every hour. And, and what would change? If you're still in school, what would it look like to include God in that? In your marriage, what would that look like? If you're single, what does that look like? If you're sitting in traffic, what would that look like? When you post on social media, how would that change to include God? What would you say? How would you react? What would your response be? When we start thinking in this way, that the, the ordinary starts to change. Our, our ordinary routines, all this stuff, it begins to change. And we start looking at things differently. Our outlook changes. The way we talk to people changes. So when we talk about leveraging our gifts, we have to break away from this, this box of how we typically view ourselves. And we have to look at the world a little differently. We have to look at ourselves differently. In the video, we said that we're, we're not just talking about gifts as like what you're good at. We're talking about everything. It's you. It's your personality. It's who you are. It's your past. It's your now. It's your current. It's your job. It's your money. It's everything. It's who you are. Look at the person next to you and say, my personality is a gift. <laughs> Some of you are like really happy to say that. You're like, yeah, my person. Yeah. I know a couple of you in the room. You're gonna, you like that one. My personality is a gift. It is. But the, the majority of the time, we don't, we don't even recognize how they're gifts. We don't recognize these things about us that are actually gifts. And if you don't see it as a gift, you won't use it for good. You won't leverage it. You won't, you're just not going to use it like that. Last week, we, we talked about our past, leveraging our past. And we talked about the importance of this, of renewing your mind. In order to, to, to use the past, to leverage the past, we have to renew our mind. And it's when you renew your mind, you can then use, you can then leverage your past for good because you start looking at it differently. The past now does not hold you bondage the way that it used to. You can see, you know what, God, you were teaching me something, even though that was uncomfortable and that was unfair. And you may never be the same. You may never feel whole again. 
because of something in your past, but that doesn't change the way that God can use it, the way that God can use it to bless other people, to support people who've been through the same thing, to be able to speak life into somebody. But it's not until we renew our mind that we can actually do that, until we actually think of it in a way that is beneficial to somebody else. Because for most of us, we just want to ignore it. We want to tuck it away. We want to hide it. We want to get rid of it. So with our past, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't want to think about that. Or we just want to live in the past. Maybe you had a good past. You're like, I just want to stay there. You still see yourself as the jock in high school who won the state tournament or whatever, and it's like, that's, that's your identity, and you put so much in that, and now you're a grown-up, and you have kids, and you have responsibilities, and you can't just keep living there. But renewing your mind, what, what is God telling you about that? How do you re renew your mind to use that piece? Any of us, we all have different paths. We all have, we have places that we came from. How do we renew our mind for that, to leverage it for good? And if we don't ever renew our mind, if we never see things that way, we just won't utilize them. We won't see the good that can come from them. We, don't, we won't see the ways that we can bless other people or even benefit the people around us from that. Because for some of us, there's shame. It's a shameful past. And I can't bring that up to help somebody because then that'll make me look bad. Have you ever had um, an I see in you conversation with somebody? Do you, have you heard of that, I see in you? Where you, where you tell somebody, you know, I, there, there's something I see in you. There's something special. You, you're, you're really good at that. Do you, do you know you're really good at that? Do you realize, like, when you talk to people, like, the way you talk to them, it, it just it makes them happy. You were working on that thing. You, you fixed that, and you fixed it really well. Do you, do you know you're good at fixing things? I don't know if you had those conversations before. It's, it's amazing how we can be blind to our own gifts sometimes. How we can be blind to the very things that God has put in us. And it might take somebody else saying, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? You're pretty good at that. And you may be like, yeah, well, I had a bad experience once. And I got hurt, and so I don't really do that anymore. And the person's like, it's like their, their, their mind is like boggled. It's like, what? But you're so good. Eh, I'm okay. And it's, again, here's this concept of renewing our minds. We don't, we don't see it. We can't see it. And this is the importance, again, of you know, community, of having people around you that can challenge you and say, hey, you know what? You should, you should really think about that. That's, that's some good stuff. I think about Moses. You know, he's out there being a shepherd, doing, the, you know, doing this thing, and God comes to him and says, hey, you're going you're gonna to free my people. I see something in you. And what did, what did uh, Moses do? All he could do is think of why he shouldn't. All he could think about is what wouldn't work, how he couldn't be used, what problems might occur. What if they don't believe me? What if I go there and I'm telling them this and they don't believe me, they laugh at me, they, 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 throw me, they throw me out, what happens? You know I'm not good at talking, I'm not eloquent, I stutter. How am I supposed to talk? How am I supposed to say this in a way that they even respect me or don't look at me? And all I could think about is what he didn't have, what he couldn't do. And how many of us in this room are the same way? All we think about is what we don't have, what we can't do, how it wouldn't work. And we're missing all of the good, all of the gifts, all the potential. 
Maybe because of comparison. I'm not quite as good as that person. And God's like, I see in you. I see something that you don't even see. And we sit here like, eh, well, you know. I don't have to do it. It's not that, it's not that big of a deal. I'm comfortable. I'm okay with where I'm at. And so I have a challenge for us today, and it's this. Stop finding what disqualifies you and embrace where God qualifies you. Stop finding what disqualifies you. We're really good at that. We're really good at finding the places that we don't fit in, that we don't quite meet up to the standard that we've developed in our own mind. Maybe because we had someone in our life that had this you know, weird standard and now you're bound by that weird standard the rest of your life and no one else thinks like that, but you, know, you had that one person that holds that over you and you're so stuck in that that you can't see the good that you have in you. And God's saying, I see in you, I see something good and I wanna use it. I wanna leverage it. To me, this comes down to stewardship. How are you stewarding what God has given you? You know what's interesting about the whole Moses story? Do you know how old Moses was when that happened? When he got called to free the Egyptians, uh, to free the Israelites from the Egyptians? He's like 80 years old. I know we don't have many people, I don't know if we have any 80 year olds in here today, but. How many times have you thought about that? Like, man, I just, I've wasted my life. It's too late for me. I don't have any, I don't have any time left. Or you feel like time's running out, you're getting antsy. 80 years old. Can you imagine, like, <laughs> you're 80 years old and you're like, well, you know, I was living in Egypt and, you know, had good stuff and I ran away, had to hide and, you know, just living out in the desert. This is my life. God's like, nope. And we're sitting here like midlife crisis, like, oh, I don't have the car I want. I'm not having the salary I want yet. And uh, I don't know what to do with my life. I'm not saying midlife crises don't have legitimacy. I, you know, I'm not trying to undersell that. But we think about that. We limit because we haven't gotten a place that we want to yet. We haven't reached that pinnacle yet that we thought we would by this time. I have news for you. Hey, if Moses can be used pretty, in a pretty cool way at 80, I think you still have a chance to do something good with your life. God can still use you, and you never know how God is going to use you in that. So how are we stewarding? How are you stewarding what God has given you? How are you taking what God has put in you and using it for good? Does this year look different than last year? Are you growing? Have you grown from last year? If you look 10 years past, what are you still stuck doing? What mindset are you still stuck in that you should be out of by now? What lie are you still telling yourself? How are we moving forward? I wanna go back to Romans 12 this week. We've been using that for a couple weeks. And so we've talked about the importance of surrender. I mentioned that at the beginning with this leverage, the importance of having to surrender. And then we talked about renewing our minds you know, that's in Romans 12, 1 and 2. And this week's all about embracing each gift and using it in its right place. 
embracing your gift, using it in its right place. So let's read this. This is Romans 12, verses 3 through 6. It says, For, the, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. I, I like this line. I'm going to stop here for a second. Because we think about this more highly than you ought. So we just think, oh, we have to think really lowly of ourselves. That's not what it says. It doesn't say, think lowly of yourself. It just says, don't think more highly than you ought. Most of us in here have a problem thinking of ourselves even highly. Like, you're not even getting to the point where you think of yourself good enough. I mean, there's some of us who probably, in certain areas of our life, think a little too highly of ourselves. But in general, I would say, I mean, we probably don't think of ourselves highly enough. But that's the thing. Do not think of yourself more highly than you should, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. And so there's, there's three things that stand out to me in this. The first one is this. I see a call to self-awareness. There's a call to self-awareness. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Rather, think of yourself with sober judgment. Can you... Can you do that? That's a tall order. Because all of us have blind spots. All of us have places that we don't, we don't see. We don't understand how we're coming across sometimes. We, we, we'll say something thinking it was like the most loving thing you could say, and then all of a sudden you're like, why, why are they mad at me? I, I know that doesn't happen with any of the spouses in here, right? I thought I, I, thought I said that right. And, but the second one is this there's an importance of community. And this is where the first one interacts. You need people around you to help you with this. Because we can be bad judges of ourselves. So I see a call to self-awareness. I see an importance of community. And lastly, I see this. I see that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be different. We're... We're really good at trying to mimic other things. It happens with style. Happens, I mean, it's just in culture. You know, we, we see other people doing it. Oh, that must be the, the best way to do it, so I'm going to do that. Oh, so-and-so is good at that. That's, I should be good at that too. It's okay to be different. It's okay not to be the same. That's healthy. That's good. I was talking about uh, in the huddle this morning, you know, Chrissy... I came in on Thursday, and Chrissy and Brian are bringing in themes for the IF conference, and I'm like, I would not have thought to do that. I wouldn't have thought to use that for this gathering. If I was putting this together, the women would have been, like, greatly disappointed. It's okay, though. I'm not like, oh, I'm a terrible person. Oh, Pastor Sean can't put together a good women's conference. Like, hey, sweet. I'm glad we have people who can do that but multiply that by whatever. I can't do the things some of you do, and you can't do some of the things that I do. And there's people who do the things that we do better than we do, and that's okay too. 
I've joked with you, like, sometimes I say stupid stuff up here. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still getting better. That's growth. That's healthy. Now, if, if I just, like, shut myself off and say, man, I'm not, I'm not worthy to do this, and I'm not good enough, and I, I messed up that line, and I wasn't very eloquent today, and that's, you think that's what God wants? No, he doesn't want that. Be bold. Use your gifts. At the end of the day, I'm going to say, hey, I love God. I want you to love God too. That's what I believe. It's good. It's good for you. Stop comparing yourself. Stop thinking that you have to be just like somebody else. You have something special in you that nobody else does exactly like you. And we need to be okay with that. It's okay to be different. And really what comes out, this, this is all about our identity. We talk about identity a lot here at Press Church, about embracing your identity in Christ. That, that goes into, you know, embracing what you're good at. Embracing what you're not good at. Some of us are so busy trying to be good at something that we're really not good at, and we're wasting all this time and effort, and we're getting all bent out of shape. It's okay not to be good at everything. It is. It's really okay. Find the places and the giftings that God has put in you and use that. Steward that. Get around people who are going to help support you in that. Again, that's the importance of community. Your identity is not found just by yourself alone. Newsflash, like it's good to have people around you. And that could be, again, there could be people in your life that, that don't do a good job at that too. But that doesn't mean to seclude. It doesn't mean to get away. It doesn't mean to cut off people. It means to find better people. <laughs> get people who are going to be healthy and encourage you and call you out when maybe you're not doing the best. But you better be humble in that. You better check yourself first before doing that because us in the church, we like to go to that first. We like to jump to that like, well, I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong. Too much of that. You're unique, you're special, you're a gift, and God has graced you with gifts, and that may look different than other people, and that's okay. I'm gonna go back to something Jason said at the end of the video, and, he, and there's kind of two things. He talked about we must submit our gifts to God, and they must be used in love. Submit them to God and used in love. In 1 Peter 4, we see Peter saying this, it's verse 10, says, each of you should use whatever gift you receive to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Real practical. How are the gifts that you've been giving being used to serve others? How are we stewarding those to serve others, to be beneficial to the people around us? I think we, we overthink this. How are you being beneficial to the people around you? How are you being beneficial to your neighbor? How are you being beneficial to your coworker? It doesn't mean that you just have to sit there and give like a, a nice like Romans Road presentation of the gospel. It, it just, how are you benefiting the people around you? Is it good for you to be there? I ask the question of myself this all the time. If Press Church was to just disappear, would anybody notice? And that's... That's humbling, and it's, it's challenging, too, because I, 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 want, I want there to be that. If, if, we're, if something were to just happen and we weren't there, 
I would want our impact to make a difference enough that if, if we weren't there, that people would notice. If you were gone out of your friend's life, would they notice? Is there something that you do in a beneficial way that they would notice if you weren't doing that anymore? As faithful stewards, are you choosing to use what God has given you to bless people? I think it's encompassed in this. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says this, for we are God's handiwork. You are God's handiwork. Talking about embracing your identity in Christ, you are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. A lot of us don't think of ourselves like that. You are God's handiwork. Created what? To do good. I feel like we overcomplicate things. We overcomplicate it. How are we doing good? How are we helping others? And my last slide is this. This is it. This is the last slide. You have been graciously equipped to do good works. You have been graciously equipped to good to do good works. By the grace of God, each of you have been given gifts. Each of you have something special. Each of you have ways to be used. Each of you have something that God can use and be used to maximum potential. And until we surrender, until we renew our minds, until we actually see ourselves as God sees us, we're gonna continue to just not use them. We're gonna continue to not make that impact and that difference that we could if we were to just surrender and acknowledge your past, your shortcomings, your fears, your doubts do not have power to keep you from being used by God. Leveraging your gifts is embracing that you are God's handiwork that you matter, and that you have something to give. Leverage it. Leverage it. Find ways this week that you see God using you, and find ways that, and see where God can use you in someone's life. Start, don't, we have this thing where it's like we want something super big and super massive. It has to be this great big thing. Start small. So you might not help a bunch of Israelites flee Egypt at least not yet, start small. Start with something, start with talking to your kids and say, hey, you know what, I love you. And I see something in you, you're special. You're special, God loves you. Start with your kids, talk with your friends. Who's your friend? Hey, you know what, I really appreciate you. I don't tell you enough, I love you. God loves you. It's, it's where it can start but be willing to see in yourself that self-awareness where God can use you to leverage it. Let's pray. God, I thank you for all that you are teaching us. And I pray that we each would continue to step in and take that next step to seeing ourselves as you see us, that we would see 
how much potential there is, God, that when we surrender to you, then we give it to you, not out of our own power, not out of our own strength, but through you, God. So I pray that we would be surrendering to you. I pray we'd be renewing our mind through your spirit, God. That we would be embracing the gifts that you've given us, to be embracing the ways that you've uniquely formed us and using them for the good of others. Out of our love for you, continue to lead us and guide us. We ask for your wisdom. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I'm gonna ask you to stand and join us as we continue.